0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. The Power Rankings Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison. Here on this Thursday late afternoon, Thursday evening, for a power rankings short, with that, Marcus underscore Mosher. Hello, sir. Elliot, what is going on? Well, you're, uh, I, I like your, your <laughs> this is a truck shirt. By, by, by Carhartt? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, whatever. You know, at this point, you... <laughs> You're definitely in on pickup truck culture.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just leaning right into the full redneck thing. Might as well, right?
0: Yeah, well, it's part of your signing bonus for Locked On Cowboys. uh, you got a pickup truck. Marcus and I wanted to do – yeah, Jack. So Marcus really has been looking into accessories for his pickup. Uh, So we're going to get into that in just a moment. But uh, we wanted to do a little short, quick hitter uh, for your Friday commute if you – so embellish us mm-hmm. uh what's some overarching thoughts so far of free agency and then a couple little things that happened today i think the orlando uh, brown signing with cincinnati was pretty big
1: yeah might, might have been the biggest signing of all free agency i think a lot of people thought orlando brown was the best player on the market i think a lot of people thought he wouldn't leave kansas city but he does and he uh joins one of the, the chief's biggest rivals yeah i mean i,
0: I you know The addition by subtraction thing, we talked about it yesterday with the uh, 49ers getting Hargrave from the Eagles, but this is another example of that. Does this make Cincinnati the favorite in the AFC to you? Is it that big?
1: No, because I think as long as Mahomes is over there, he always has to be the favorite. But I think this did significantly improve the Bengals because I think it improved two spots, right? Orlando Brown is obviously better than Jonah Williams at left tackle. And now the Bengals can move Jonah Williams from left tackle to right tackle where he should be an upgrade over Lyle Collins. So I think that Bengals offensive line just got significantly better with one move.
0: I'm telling you, dude, I think they should go get Ezekiel Elliott. I think they should. Losing P. Ryan um, get you a guy, a proven guy that can pass protect for Joe Burrow, that can uh, get the tough yards for you. The Joe Mixon thing is still up in the air. Um, I know you can wait till after the draft, but maybe another team will swoop in there and sign Zeke for low money. I, I, I don't know. I just think he'd be a great addition for the Bengals.
1: I'd rather see them go steal Jarek McKinnon from Kansas City. Give him a little bit more speed and juice on the offense.
0: Okay. How many balls do you think Jerick McKinnon's going to see? I guess if T Higgins doesn't resign with the Bing or does, you know, if they don't get a deal done there, uh, what's the latest on that, by the way, have you heard any, uh, rumblings? No, n- nothing
1: yet, but it does. I I heard Duke Tobin, their uh, general manager, said that we're going to keep our good players, so you don't need to worry about T. Higgins. So I think they'll eventually get something done. But my thing with the the Bengals is I want to see them add more speed to their offense. As good as they were last year, they are still a little bit of a slow offense. So if you could get somebody a little bit more dynamic in the backfield, I think that offense could be even better.
0: True, but they did lose some of their grit, man. They didn't just lose Pirine. They lost Hurst, too. So, it's, uh I don't know. I don't know who the favorite is in the AFC. I know who the favorite is in the NFC. So, uh there's that. Oh. Any other? Well, uh, well, hold, well, hold on. Hold on.
1: You think there's a clear-cut favorite in the NFC right now?
0: I think it's the Niners. I do. Mm, okay, I, I, I wouldn't hear why. Because I just think they are so good at the other spots that even if Trey Lance – uh, is not you know a fantastic thrower of the football and we don't know that yet. We haven't seen enough of him. Just with his running ability and athleticism and the 49ers defense the way it is and who they've got at running back, I, I just I think they're gonna be able to out muscle most teams and also limit teams possessions. You're just not going to get a lot of opportunities. If you have a lot of penalties and stuff, like the remember the Cowboys playoff game two years ago when they had 14 penalties? You do that against San Francisco, they don't really need to move the ball that much. Um, I just, I don't know what team better than them.
1: See, I, I I think I'd still take Philadelphia just because you have a stable quarterback. They were able to bring back uh, Darius Slay and James Bradbury. When you have that offense with that offensive line, I think I just trust them
0: more. And, and I get that. I get that. It's just, look, if, if the 49ers were in the AFC, then the Trey Lance question would be very problematic for me. But they're in the NFC where there just aren't that many good quarterbacks. Uh, I, the thing with the
1: 49ers, uh, they lost a lot of players in free agency. I mean, we talked the other day about the addition of Jaron Hargrave and why we like that so much. But can I just read you the names of all the players yep. they've yep. lost? Mike McGlinchey, their starting right tackle. Emmanuel yep. Mosley, one of their corners. Hassan Ridgway, a rotational defensive lineman, Jimmy Ward, their nickel defender, uh Samson Ekubom, uh, an edge rusher, Charles Amenihou, an edge rusher, Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever. Uh Azil Aziz Alashir, uh, one of their, their backup linebackers, and then Daniel Brunskill, their starting guard. Like they lost a lot of depth on that roster.
0: That's that's that is a really good point. The ones that worry me w- would be in the secondary. Yeah. Uh, because the forty nine ers secondary, I think, outperformed. Um, expectations for it last year and now you're you're losing two contributors so you may have me there for once you may have
1: me i think those are the best two teams in the nfc by a a good amount so let's just just to be fair i think i think you can make strong arguments for both of those teams but i just don't know if there's a clear cut favorite in the nfc
0: the one thing about trey lance though is we're kind of assuming he's not going to be very good because we haven't seen much from him yet but what if he even plays to the level of say justin fields last year
1: Oh, they're going to be in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, that's that's the deal. Because most of the guys that you named are not—they're guys. 50, right? They're not—they're either guys. They're not fifty-snap players for them. They're yeah. one or the other. Um, <clears throat> they kept their core and they went out and got what they thought they needed, which was another star on defense uh, to get more out of Bosa and the rest of that defensive line. Um, there's that. Uh, another thing worth talking about real quick as uh, eco elliott was released by the cowboys um i was heartened not disheartened heartened to see that a lot of cowboy fans went on twitter took the time to say hey thanks for playing super hard uh, for the team too often it's like out with you know see you sure. later sure. um it's nice to see so you're saying social media isn't always the worst thing in the world I'll be honest. I can't stand social media. I, I, I can't stand it. I, I hate it. Um, I think it's bad for society. I'm not afraid to say it. I do. Um,
1: Hope I lost you.
0: I said, I understand its benefits, but man, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it it bothers me something fierce. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Fair enough.
1: Um, let me, let me ask you about Zeke. Um, before we even move on to where he's going to land and all that kind of stuff. Do you think he is a ring of honor, which is where the Cowboys put their best players up in the stadium and, and recognize them. Do you think he's a ring of honor player?
0: I would say no. And I would say no because of people that aren't in it already. I mean, I don't think Jimmy Johnson's been put in the ring of honor yet. Oh, yeah. And and then there are other really great Cowboys players that had to wait forever to get into the ring of honor and frankly, they're just better than Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott had a great career. I think the difference between Zeke and some other Cowboys legends, if you just say at the running back position, obviously Emmitt Smith's the all time leading rusher. They won three Super Bowls with him. But like Tony Dorsett, I actually think Zeke's zenith was higher than Tony Dorsett. But Tony Dorsett's career spanned 11 years in Dallas and he was consistently great. Yeah, he just didn't. I agree. Tony Dorsett never really had, I shouldn't say never, 1981. Tony Dorsett had an MVP level season, but that was really the only year. Zeke had two really phenomenal years, oh, 16 go, and 18.
1: And I, I think 19 was phenomenal as well. I'll throw that one in there. I think he was awesome in 2019.
0: Yeah, Dorsett was more about consistent greatness, but also some of this is unfair to Tony D cuz yeah, Tom I'm Landry right. kind of used Tony Dorsett the way the Cowboys uh you know basically look at their current running back who Marcus thinks they're overpaying uh, but <clears throat> Tom Landry was always afraid of wearing wearing uh, Tony Dorsett out whereas Zeke Elliott there were no fears about no. that at all wow. with Pollard there they seem to be concerned with touches um,
1: I think you he gets like him, by the way? I think he gets in
0: but there's a difference between saying is he a ring of honor player and does he get in because I think Jerry is a soft spot for him
1: I agree I think I'd I I probably wouldn't put him in Because I think it should be guys that are like consistently great for a decade. Like, I think Zach Martin to me is a no brainer, but I only think we have to have a conversation about it. Jason Witten is a no brainer. I want that to be the ringer of honor, like, where we don't even really have to have a discussion about whether you make it or not.
0: Yeah, I don't, you know, as much as like Travis Frederick was a great player for the Cowboys, he's already been forgotten. He's a great player for the Cowboys. I'd be more prone to put Tyron Smith in the ring of honor. Before Zeke or Dak or Des, um, yep. I but but I think Zach Martin would be my front runner of this 2010s crop of players. Um, what about Romo? No,
1: and I love no? Romo. No,
0: I, I need to Google.
1: I got to see if this guy's in. No, anyway. it's hard. Tony O'Brien not in yet. It's unbelievable that he's been snubbed.
0: I can tell you what happened there. There was just such a push to put Woody Dansler in that that they had to keep Antonio Bryan out. It would so. be really
1: nice if they had like a video screen up there and they could just play the yeah. Woody Danzler kick return over and over again because that play alone deserves to be in the Ring of Honor.
0: Okay, so <laughs> we talked yesterday. <laughs> we talked yesterday about uh, the wide receiver market, not really knowing what to make of it. But now that you've had another day, do you have any overarching thought about free agency? Anything that stuck do. with you
1: that you learned? I think this is the first year where we've seen teams practice real restraint at not overpaying running backs. Like we've talked about this before, and it's been a fun mm-hmm. Twitter topic, right? How much did you pay running backs? What's the value of running backs? But every year in free agency, there's one or two guys that get paid way more than they should, right? I feel like the league has kind of come, I don't want to say come to their senses, but they've kind of agreed, hey – we're not paying running backs a lot of money money. I thought Miles Sanders was the best free agent running back on the market. And I thought yeah. he was gonna easily get nine to ten million, if not more. Yeah. He got four years at like twenty-two million from the Carolina Panthers with only like ten million dollars guaranteed. It's I thought shocking. David Montgomery David Montgomery is a good running back. He is a really good running back, and he got paid peanuts basically by the Lions. Jamal Williams got a 2-year deal worth like 7 million dollars despite leading the NFL in touchdowns it's it's just so clear to me that the NFL has decided we're
0: not paying these guys big money. What do you think Christian McCaffrey would have gotten if he was on the market?
1: Now I think he's the obviously the best running back. I would say
0: probably 12 to 13 million. That's exactly the exact range I was going to say yeah. because his, I got to tell you something that I really respected about him this year that I did not realize he was this good at catching contested yep. balls, Yep. not just catching the ball, but literally hand strength in traffic. Really impressive. Here's a non-football question for you. So the other day I was trying to watch movies from 1993 and specifically, and I downloaded a movie I'd always heard about, but never watched. Uh, it's called In the Name of the Father. And it uh, stars Daniel Day Lewis. Have you ever seen a Daniel Day Lewis movie?
1: Oh yeah, of course. Which Gangs one? of New York. Gangs of New York is one of my favorite movies.
0: I would have guessed that. Did you see There Will Be Blood? Yes, of course. Uh, did you see Last of the Mohicans? Uh, a
1: long time ago, but
0: I have seen it. Okay, that's my favorite one. There, I think the last movie he did. He's literally a women's uh, like a. Uh, not a tailor, but like a wedding dress designer. Designer. Okay. Yeah. That movie was really good because of him. And I was literally thinking like, you know, Daniel day Lewis makes every single movie he's in good. And it's, it's kind of like, uh, getting a franchise quarterback (laughs) or something in free agency. But I literally just thought of this the other night. I'm like, this, this movie would not be near as good if it wasn't him in there. I was just curious.
1: I kind of think he's our the best actor of this generation. Do you think that's fair?
0: Yeah. Well, he retired, and the word was that he was going to retire to be a cobbler, like a, a shoemaker. Um, and I thought that was fantastic. I did. I think that's great. You know, I'm not one of these people that hates on guys for quitting a career that they're in to go do something else. I mean, I yeah. I applaud Andrew Luck for bailing. I do. I appra- applaud. Patrick Willis for bailing now Patrick Willis in Andrew Luck also had a lot of injuries as well. But, um, I don't know. It just, it was a random thought that came to my head. My other thought is Marcus was talking to me about his truck. Marcus (laughs) is very excited about his pickup truck. So he's already in the accessories market. He, Mm -hmm. I mean, he hasn't even owned the truck for like two weeks. And there's the funniest thing going on with like pickup trucks. So like you guys aren't aware F one hundred and fifty and other major trucks, were, they're starting to make electric trucks. Okay, and there's this whole section of people that are like, "That's so beta, bro," getting an electric truck. Literally, you can buy a truck that'll make you an apple martini in the cab. Like these things. Talk about some of the features of your truck. Yeah, I the mean, left the, cheek versus the yeah, right I cheek. Mean, let me.
1: <laughs> so obviously, when I was. Truck shopping, I had to get a truck that had heated seats and a heated lumbar support because it's very important. So, uh, one of the the features of this truck is that you can set on your heated seat what side of the seat you want warmer or just off. So it's kind of like a left cheek, right cheek situation. It's very, very nice.
0: I just I've got like a heated steering wheel. Oh, I, I'm of all the times I've been in cold weather, I've never gotten in my car and said, "Oh my gosh, my steering wheel is too cold."
1: Yeah, ever. This truck has got the uh, the mobile Wi-Fi on it. So if you're sitting in the cab, you can connect to the Wi-Fi of the truck. So it's yeah. nice.
0: Yeah. So, you know, uh, checking on an eBay auction in your truck and making <laughs> yourself a martini and warming your left cheek so that the hemorrhoid on that side is relaxed. No, that's totally alpha. But getting yeah. an electric truck, man, that's just beta. I mean, it's just so beta. Stupid.
1: Uh, I want to go back yeah. to the 1993 movies. Do you, do you have yeah, a yeah, favorite 1993 movie of all time?
0: You know, I'd, I'd have to see a list, but just going off the cuff, I think Speed came out in '93. I could be wrong on that. I really like the movie in line in the line of fire with Clint Eastwood. It came out in '93, where he is a, a secret service agent. Yeah, um,
1: I, I've got a list. I, I can read you the most popular movies from 1993, and you tell me which ones your favorite. You let's hear them. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park.
0: Good movie. Faced
1: yeah. and Confused.
0: Good movie. Tombstone, one of my favorites. A little overrated, but good okay. movie. Schindler's List. It's a great movie. Uh, the Fugitive. Uh, I thought that was 92. That's the best so far, uh, hands down. Groundhog Day. Never saw it. What? Never saw it.
1: Oh, that's a classic. You have to. Uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape with Leonardo DiCaprio. I always Johnny wanted
0: Dick. to see it. Just never got never got around to it.
1: Uh, the Sandlot.
0: Didn't see it. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Didn't see it. I've uh, seen parts of it. Is that with Robin Williams? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The gosh, firm. Robin Williams is a genius. Oh, okay. The Firm. I love The Firm. Honestly, I like The Firm maybe a little more than The Fugitive. It's a not a guilty pleasure. I can acknowledge that. The Fugitive is a better movie. But for some reason, I just enjoy The Firm. A little and bit here's more. my favorite, uh, A Bronx Tale. I didn't see it. You know who's so good in The Firm is Ed Harris, who plays the FBI agent with the big mm-hmm. round glasses. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, he's like, you want me to take the mob down on mail fraud? Mail fraud? You remember how they set that yes. whole thing yep. up? Oh, it was so good. It was so good. And I love... Um, Mitch McDeer, that's Tom Cruise's character. His brother, Ray McDeer, is so good. The guy that's in prison mm-hmm. and the Elvis impersonator like helps him escape. Do you remember any of this? Of course, of course. Okay, I I, I love it, but it's not a better movie than The Fugitive. It's not. <sighs> Fugitive is a very good movie. Well what about is. Cliffhanger? Cliffhanger's a little cheesy, but I enjoyed it. I watched it for the first time just about six, eight months ago. There you go. Uh yeah. 1993, strong movie year. Yeah, the one regret I have about 93 is I did not go to any – I was so broke in 1993. I was so poor. Um, I did not – I don't think I went to a single movie the whole year. Um, and I really think I should have seen Jurassic Park on the big mm, screen. You should have. Like that would have been – that's the kind of movie you need to see on the big screen.
1: I saw it at Drive-In. Uh, I was like two, but I, remember, I, I can remember actually being at the Drive-In watching it.
0: What is the allure of Groundhog Day?
1: Oh, it's it's like classic
0: Bill Murray at like his absolute zenith. I'm just not a huge Bill Murray guy, I guess. Um, oh, people swear by him take. in Caddyshack. That's my hottest take. All right. Well,
1: Hi, who's not a Bill Murray guy?
0: I tried to watch him in Scrooged, and I just well, wasn't. One of his greatest movies ever. <laughs> you're, you're like It's a, it's, a, it's a classic. So, Uh, given that your truck has a built-in movie theater because it's so alpha and not beta, uh, what movie are you putting in your truck to watch with you and your wife? uh, Well, we have a long drive that we're going to go on this weekend. So, I'm thinking Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) Uh, No, it's not that one that was bad. Was it Judge Dredd that was just awful? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I got one thing before we head out. This has been a wild podcast. Just. Yeah, not not a lot of substance here. Yeah, uh, I was continuity. having a sandwich today, Sam, uh-huh. uh, I, like a crab salad sandwich. But uh, that's
0: so beta. <laughs>
1: Sorry. It was it was it was pretty good though. Uh So I want to know, what's your favorite sandwich of all time?
0: I was just wondering, do you ever get the crab salad sandwich when you watch? It? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I, I, I almost went back to the well on something. <laughs> Go, ahead. Good. Go ahead.
1: I, I want to know <laughs> what's your favorite sandwich of all time. Like you're sitting down to watch a football game and you're like, I, I want a sandwich and you have every option available to you. What kind of sandwich do you want?
0: Well, I always kind of like the, 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 like Turkey salami and ham with some white cheese and mustard. It's
1: good combo. Maybe,
0: maybe a little thing of lettuce with a pickle on the side. Pretty stellar, but I have to tell you, my mom has really gotten me into the BLT. I was never a BLT guy ever, and it's a tasty treat. Uh,
1: I mean, it's it's hard to beat a good BLT. It's not my favorite, but I will never ever complain if uh, someone makes me a BLT. Uh, that's your that's your number one pick, though.
0: My number one pick is the one that I told you. I I truly love. Like a thing of turkey, a thing of ham, a thing of salami, uh, with some white cheese and uh, mustard. Yeah, simple Simon. See, I'm I,
1: I'll on wheat bread. The, yeah, see, I'll go with the club sandwich. It's a, like kind of a version of the BLT, except you get a little bit more meat in there. Uh, I, I don't know how you beat a good club sandwich.
0: This is in the best movies of 1993. <laughs> You know I, I can can't believe that, you saw that Daniel Day-Lewis movie I was talking about. How did you pull that up right away? The one where he's like a dressmaker.
1: Oh, fa- Phantom Throid because it was uh,
0: nominated for a bunch of Oscars. So you did see it? yes. Was it not really good?
1: It was very good. Now it's slow. Like you got, it's really slow. Yeah, you're in for a long
0: movie, and you you know it's a slow burn, but it's very good. It's not. A, it's not a late night movie. You want to no, watch it no, more no. early in the evening. Yeah, yeah I got you, you. like you want to
1: start watching it at like six o'clock, and you want your phone to be away. You know, you you, you don't want to be doing anything when you're watching that movie.
0: I agree. I agree. What's your final thought? I I, I I've got nothing.
1: We're, uh, we're, I mean, this is a short. That's fine. It's
0: um, a short. I wish we had more
1: rising stars at actors. Like we don't have a lot of like this. Who's our last great American movie star? Is it Tom Cruise?
0: Probably. I mean, I think a couple of things have contributed to that. But most notably with streaming and the way people are seeing movies now, um, you don't really have that same there. It's very accessible from a, a viewer standpoint. Yeah. But they're also accessible from a social media standpoint. There's no mystique anymore. No. And somebody that's – there's a whole business of celebrity now. The Kardashians have basically made it to where you can be a celebrity for really doing nothing. And so it used to be the movie star was the celebrity. So I think that's – it's not that we don't have good actors. I'll tell you right now, Benedict Cumberbatch is one of the best actors yes. out there. But, but he's just not looked at that way. It, it, I – Here's
1: what defines like a movie star, like a true, true movie star for me. Will I will I go to the movies to see that actor only, regardless of what the plot is, right? Like, hey, mm-hmm. actor X is in this movie. We got to go see it. I think the only guy for me anymore that's like that is Leo. I, I, I And even him, it just kind of depends on the movie. But I think that's the only one we have right now.
0: I don't think there's any actor like that for me. But I will say, if Daniel Day Lewis came back and returned to acting, I would yeah. go see whatever movie he came out with. Yeah, uh, because I know it would be an incredible script. It may not be subject matter, the plot may not be what I want, but I know he wouldn't come back for some cruddy script. Right. He'd come back for something that he really felt uh, strongly about. So that's my answer.
1: I'd also say Joe Pesci for me, but Joe Pesci is only doing movies with Martin Scorsese, so he's done. Huh. And he's like 82 years old now.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that, wraps up our, our, uh, that wraps up our free agent talk. <laughs> so if you want more takes like this and the movies of 1994, go over to Locked On Cowboys. You can listen to that. Marcus oh, cool. does it with Landon McCool. He also covers the Raiders for USA Today. And he's at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. I'm at Harrison NFL on Twitter. We appreciate you guys. Go, uh, go drive your alpha trucks. 1994,
1: best movie year in uh, American history. Hot take.
0: See you later. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Locked On. Locked Locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Locked On Cowboys.